0: Welcome to the Never Settle podcast. My name is Mel Clark and I am passionate about helping people realize that settling for second best is no longer an option and that everyone deserves to live the life they truly desire. Today it was a real pleasure to be talking to Pin Chair. Pin is, uh, she's now a coach, but she, <clears throat> like me, was very much in the corporate world and thought that was going to be her destiny and she was going to climb the the corporate ladder, etc., etc., but fairly quickly realized she wasn't happy. And I think um, a trip um, abroad, where she did a bit of traveling and found some real spiritual places, really got her thinking more about there is definitely more to life out there. And um, yeah, and when she came back to a corporate job, it probably wasn't long before she quit and um, ended up doing a certification under Jay Shetty. Um, and is now a coach. And she works with corporate people who are basically miserable in their jobs and shows them what else is possible. Pin is a real joy to talk to. And we also get to hear how her grandparents had to leave Hong Kong from the 1960s due to the massive famine that was happening at the time. And that's how she ended up being born in Germany. So if you're out on your walk or driving your car, or maybe even sitting down with a cup of tea, enjoy. Well, hello, lovely listeners. Uh, today I'm having a conversation with the lovely Pin Chair. Hopefully I've said chair right. I guess it's open to interpretation, but yeah, she's nodding. Um, Pin is uh, an ex-corporate badass, her words, not mine, and um, and is now a personal development and career coach. and. I know that she's accredited with the Jay Shetty coaching program, and obviously Jay Shetty is a very well-known um, personal development coach, used to be a monk, you know, all of those things. Now lives in LA, which does surprise me, but anyway, maybe uh, Pin can give us a little bit of light on <laughs> Jay. Um, Pin, Pin is in um, Hong Kong, um, that's where you're from originally, yeah, Hong Kong. Is that right? From Germany. Oh, you're actually from Germany. From Germany. Right. Okay. And um, her passion lies in working and coaching with corporate professionals and high performers so they can achieve even greater success. She empowers people to unlock their professional and personal potential and creates an intentional, meaningful life that lights them up. Yeah, music to my ears. Um, Pin herself was stuck in her own career um, before becoming a coach, and I'm sure she's going to talk about that um a bit further on so welcome pin it's uh, an absolute pleasure to have you
1: mel thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for the
0: introduction that was all spot on thank you (laughs) (laughs) no problem um just a word of caution um we're we're suffering a little bit of delay so that might come out um in parts of the conversation but we're gonna we're gonna soldier on aren't we pin yeah definitely <laughs> right so um I would love to know more about PIN really you know you I know you did really really well academically and um I guess there were some sort of, some sort of expectations from that uh education like we all do when we're younger and we tend to fall into things or think we should do things and it's all for the wrong reason so I'd love to know more about the younger pin um obviously how you got into the corporate world what that looked like and um and how you moved into Jay Shetty coaching so um over to you yeah yeah absolutely uh
1: thank you for that thank you for the question yeah so I grew up Uh, I was born and raised in Germany by Hong Kong Chinese parents. And from a very young age, um, I wanted to climb up the corporate ladder. I wanted to work in multinational companies. And uh, I ended up um, studying international management and business Chinese Mm. because um, the the expectation for my parents was, well, either you study law, uh, medicine, or business. Well, something, a, a useful major that you can earn a lot of money. And um, so that was that was the expectation that I got from my parents. Uh, when I was younger, I actually wanted to study psychology mm. because I was always so fascinated about the human mind. But yeah, regardless of that, um, at the end I studied international management and business Chinese. So I studied that 2011, I graduated and I finally um, got my bachelor's certificate um, by the end of 2011. So I bought a one-way ticket to Hong Kong because all the big companies, they, they all had the head office in here, especially, especially German uh, corporations. So I applied, I worked uh, in different fields, in different roles, and I really climbed up the, the corporate ladder. So really according to my dream. And um, in 2015, I moved to Taiwan to pursue my MBA, even to, to accelerate basically my, my career in the corporate world. And then during that time, um, I thought, well, I have a little bit of holiday. Um, I go for backpacking to around Southeast Asia. So it was a solo backpack tour. And I was exposed to all these beautiful spiritual places. So spiritual pagodas, temples. I saw monks there. I I I felt like a whole new world opened opened up to me. And, yeah. And then I remember when, the, when that was over, I, I moved to Hong Kong. I, again, worked in the corporate world uh, as, a sales, as a sales manager. I was um, sitting in my cubicle job uh, looking at Excel spreadsheet from nine to five. And somehow that kind of work didn't really align with me. I felt there got to be something more to this world than just sitting in, in my little cubicle and reporting some um, Excel spreadsheets to my upper manager, and not really in, making an impact and having a purpose.
0: What What was the job that you were doing?
1: Um, so the job was like I had to do a lot of Excel spreadsheets, like finding finding clients for our services, but everything in a in an Excel spreadsheet. Mm. Uh, I just found it very meaningless. Um, mm. What I wanted to do is, was to create an impact, to have a purpose and to help other people. But um, yeah, so it was all subtle. That feeling of I want to create an impact all became very uh, subtle until this one point in 2019. So I was in a relationship with, uh, with a girl at that time. And um, well, she broke up with me. And all of a sudden I felt, Like, why is this happening to me? I wanted to have a family. I wanted to have a good, stable job where I can climb my way up the corporate ladder. But when she broke up with me, I felt like a foundation was taking away from me. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I had a little bit of an identity crisis, a crisis in 2019. And at that time, I discovered Jay Shetty. Just randomly on YouTube or on Facebook or on on Instagram, and I saw some of his videos. And this one video where he talked about having a purpose, it so resonated with me that I said, "I can't do this work that I'm doing right now. It doesn't really fulfill me." So fast forward, I, I um, I enrolled for a Jay Shetty certification course. It was a coaching course, and. That was the first time where I felt so alive, a a work that really touches my soul and my heart and really creating an impact in someone else's life. I never thought that I could have that kind of feeling. So, um, yeah, so I quit my job uh, in my corporate career. I handed in my uh, resignation letter and I started my own coaching business, coaching mainly corporate professionals who are lost and stuck in their career and to empower them to create a meaningful career with more purpose, fulfillment,
0: and alignment. Amazing. It's not as simple as that, though, is it? It's not as simple as just quitting the job and then having a coaching business. So, And you mentioned Jay Shetty. So is your coaching business solely Jay Shetty's work, or are you running your own sort of programs and doing the Jay Shetty stuff as well?
1: Yeah. So all the methodologies that I've learned is the Jay Shetty methodology. Like he has like a Jay Shetty ABC framework, which I'm also using in my in my coaching. It's a little bit different because um, my niche is a little bit different. So I'm coaching mainly um, corporate professionals who are lost and stuck in their life. So his coaching framework can be applied to, to anything, to burnout, to... Um, <coughs> um well-being relationship problems where you want to have a better relationship with your partner or
0: with yourself but mine is more about career clarity so i know that probably wouldn't have been cheap to do that either um what what from a purely um uh personal perspective here because obviously i do coaching um yeah how does it work when you've got the accreditation? Is it, I know that you're self-employed and you go off and, and you, you've got that accreditation, but is it a case of, do you have any sort of restrictions in terms of what you can do being a Jay Shetty accredited practitioner, or are you sort of free? Mm. To, are you free to do what you want to do? I'm free to do what, whatever I want to do. Uh,
1: my limitations are that I'm not a therapist. There was uh that was taught uh, at a very early stage uh, to know the differences between a coach and a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I'm free to do whatever I want to do. I could also call myself, um, let's say, relationship coach. Yeah. But my but the niche that I uh, chose was career clarity.
0: And that's because you feel you've got enough expertise in that.
1: Yeah, because I I. I can totally relate to the pain points that corporate professionals are having because I've been in their shoes. I know how it feels like to wake up feeling drained, having that Monday morning blues, Sunday night blues, uh, where you just don't care about the work that you're doing and really sitting in that pain. I totally relate to that. So that's the reason why I've chosen that particular field.
0: So what did it actually look like? You said you obviously put your letter of resignation in. Um, Had you already, did you sort of go full in or did you start the coaching while you were still working?
1: Yeah. Yeah, at the beginning, um, because I I was very scared to just quit my high paying job because it gave me a lot of security, like financial security and just security in general. So what I did was I wanted to do the two things at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I also hired a, a business mentor because I know how to coach people. But what I what I really liked was okay, how do you make it a thriving business? Actually, how do you how do you live with your coaching business? So um, that was that was the main question that I had. So I was schooling. I was asking some of my friends, and they recommended me one. So I signed up for his mentorship and. But very soon I've learned I can't do this uh, at the same time. Like I have two options now. Either I go full in with my, with my coaching business because this is something that I believe and I should give 100% or I just give 50% to my dream. So after thinking and thinking and thinking, I decided to go, you No, know, you know what? I go full in right now. And now I'm going to my manager, I'm preparing my re- uh, resignation letter, and now I hand it to him. And how did that go That down? was uh, a process. Um, I think he didn't quite understand that. <laughs> <laughs> my, manager, my manager didn't quite understand, why are you quitting your high-paying job? You have, you have a career here. And, um, Yeah. But I said, "Well, this is my passion project. My passion is to unlock other people's potential. This is what I want to do. This is my purpose." So after explaining it to him, he he understood it, and then he said, "Okay, I wish you, I wish you good luck." So we um so we said goodbye in good terms, uh, no hard feelings actually. Mm-hmm. But it 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 took some time actually to read to go to him, um and to get to get over that fear and to really take the leap of faith and to give up my, to give up my job, my, my income. But as soon as I made the decision, I said, no, I have to now be fully 100%
0: committed to my coaching business. A commitment to myself, actually. And how did your parents react, given what you've said about their <laughs> desires for you to have the right academic, you know, the, the right major and all of that? So how did it go down with them?
1: Yeah, um, they didn't quite understand that. They didn't even know what was coaching. Right. And in, 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 Asian, in, in the Asian society, because my parents, they, were, they grew up in, in Hong Kong. I grew up in Germany. So for them, it's like, well, coaching is it like therapy. Uh, you, you know, like people shouldn't talk about that, talk about mental health issues. So it was always a taboo topic in, in, in the Asian context. So when I told them, hey, I want to quit my job and I want to go in 100% fully committed to my coaching business, yeah, they, they couldn't comprehend that. Um, but at that time, I was like, no, I, I have to do this. If I don't do it right now, I will regret it for the rest of my life. So eventually they said, uh, okay, then do it.
0: Wow. Kudos to them then. Um yeah <laughs> you know at, at the end of the day they just want you to be happy right regardless of anything else
1: yeah exactly i mean uh, they come from a different different generation and from a different cultural context mm. so i understood i understood their concern but at the same time i need to know okay what's best for me i have i've thought it through i know i wanted it i even hired a mentor and um
0: there was no turning back for me. So how did it look? So you, you handed in your letter, you went full in. Where did you find your clients from? Was it like instant or was it, mm-hmm. um, you know, a bit of a struggle? What happened? I don't know if you get much support through the Jay Shetty organisation in terms of clients.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a little bit of a struggle at the beginning. So that's the reason why I hired a, a business mentor, because i didn't know how to get clients or how to reach out or how to even craft my message like what is my client avatar what is my hero story so all of that i didn't even I, yeah i didn't i couldn't even articulate that so the j shetty has its own program it's called the mba um business business mba but i didn't take that course i had my own business mentor so At the beginning, I was struggling with that. And then after I got my mentor, he said to me, well, you have to reach out, you have to do the work, reach out to people on LinkedIn, uh, reach out to people on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, on podcast, like um, matchmaker.fm. And he said to me, this is how you get more exposure awareness. Um, And really, and this is how it helped, having collaborations. He said to us, the main thing people come to you is when you, when you give out content, when they know your story, when they can relate to you, and um, when you make yourself visible. And this is what I did, it was relentless work. I worked, at the beginning, um, like 12 hours a day for four
0: months straight. Yeah,
1: just doing a lot of work.
0: Just doing content and reaching out to people. Yeah 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 wow. that must have been a little um, yeah having done it myself um y- y- you feel sort of quite lonely don't you and you and if you're not getting much back in the earlier days it feels like you're just everything you know you're just pushing out all the time without getting anything back how, how did you cope in that mm. process yeah that's a good question
1: um for me it was really the uh, the support that I had from the Jay Shetty from the J Shetty course. Uh, we are a community of about like one thousand, one thousand students. Mm-hmm. So when you are having your downer, like because that happens sometimes, not everything is like, oh, everything is exciting, positive. Sometimes you really have those moments of yeah, where you're doubting yourself a little bit, like is it the right thing? So, um, so what really helped me was when I was writing in the community and I said, I need some support. Yeah. I think I got like 20 messages. Hey, um, maybe we can have a Zoom call or, or they send me a lot of encouragement. Hey, don't give up. Uh, keep going. You can do it. I know you can do it. So that really helped when you have that community of encouragement. And the second thing was, um, I was actually reading a book from Gabby Bernstein. It's called mm-hmm. The Super Attractor. Yeah. It's it's a very spiritual book because I gave myself a lot of pressure, actually. Um, like, oh, I should have uh, so and so many outreaches. That should be the outcome by the end of next week. And when it didn't happen, of course, you're a little bit disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of felt, Mm, okay now I'm having a little bit of anxiety so um yeah so I purchased that book I read that book like I think within one week I, I finished that book because I so related to that book to that content mm-hmm. it's, it says like when you expect so much if you try so hard to get something it does not come it's only when you are at ease in peace and relaxed, then it will come to you and when I read that, I felt a sense of calmness. Not that my coaching business was like, oh, I don't care about that anymore. But it was more like, okay, I wish I wish what I want. I manifest that, and then it will come to me. It's just the, having the faith and the hope. And yeah, and that this is what really helped me actually the most.
0: Wow. So,
1: because I, I know exactly what
0: you're talking about. Been there myself. And. Um... Hmm. really hard when you're in that i mean i you know i've read gabby's books um i very much into energy um i'm a reiki healer myself and Mm. you know and i want to i want to get more into the energy work um I, i follow various people that are really going into the energy work and and then there's a girl i don't know if you've heard of a girl called rosie freya uh she's a coach she coaches coaches um and she she talks about, you know, if you're in the wrong energy, you know, she's very successful, but she's done launches where she it's it's given her nothing back. And she got into that yeah. spiral of anxiety and what the hell am I doing wrong and all of that. And when you're in that state, it's really hard, isn't it, to to take a chill pill and and go, oh, OK, right. Mm. Let, let's let go of all this, you know stress and let's just let's just be open and let's just have faith um so how long do you think it you know from reading Gabby's book and from resonating with it all how long do you think it took for you to be able to really sit in that space and and then things started to change Mm.
1: Mm. I think one and a half months at that time, I also had another coach who was coaching me because we always say coaches have coaches.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, yeah, she was coaching me about that. I was telling her well, some of my anxieties and the fear that I had. So we talked about that. She coached me through that. And then on top of that, I was reading, uh, I was reading her book and also from, um, from another author, The Seven Spiritual Laws. Um, Ah, I forgot the name of the author. That also really helped me to get calm. So all in all, all in all, I would say after, yeah, after one and a half, one and a half months, sometimes I do still have that, um, that that negative, uh, not that negative. I wouldn't. I'm not sure whether it's the right word, the negative energy, but that energy of anxiety. Yeah. yeah. And when I was in Germany, I was in Berlin, I met with one of my friends and she became a spiritual coach or yeah, spiritual coach. So she's having her own metrics, like coach matrix coaching style or something. So we did a session, it was like over two hours. So it's really about spirituality. And uh, now she's my coach just to get even more karma, to manifest that, really what I want, mm. and um, wow, she really helped me a lot.
0: She sounds amazing. Oh yeah, she's amazing, if she hears that, she would be very proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> did, did she, um, so the, the, the matrix or whatever it is that she's developed, has she, has she developed that herself, or is that through a program, or?
1: i think she went through a program because her story really related to really related to me because she experienced a very similar experience so she was in a in a job that she that she really hated she she didn't feel fulfilled it was everything wasn't right it wasn't aligned to her to to her values so um so she was having a little bit of a crisis, and then she went to to coach. Then she learned all the um, all the methodologies. Like me, it was Jay Shetty. So she had her own coach, and um, yeah. So she all she all takes what she's learned and applies to her to her coaches to her clients. So to me, oh, cool! It's very powerful, I have to say
0: to to go back to um your sort of awakening if you like to spirituality you said when you went back not backpacking but whatever yeah whatever you did around asia how did that well firstly how come your parents were in germany if they were born in hong kong was it sort of work related that took them there because obviously you've been brought up mm. totally different to how they were brought up I would have thought
1: yeah um, yeah, that's that's an interesting story. I was asking my my parents again, like how how come that our family lives actually in Germany? Mm. So it was it was during the time of um, the Great Leap Forward uh, under the rule of Mao Zedong. He was uh, he was a dictator of of China, and we had a great famine in China in nineteen sixty And my grandparents they they really suffered from. From what was going on in China, so they were farmers. Um, Mao Zedong's regime has taken land from them, so they needed to escape, and they escaped somehow in in Germany. I think it was through a friend at the beginning. So my so one of their friends took them to Germany and offered them a job, and then they built they built their life from there. And then my parents were born, uh, or my father was born there but my mother was living in in Hong Kong at that time. And and, and then my my father met my mother in Hong Kong Mm -hmm. and then they moved to Germany. And then this is where my
0: sister and I were born, in in Germany. Wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I love hearing stuff like that. Not that that was a nice time for your grandparents back in those days, but, you know... I sort of compare it with what's going on today, you know, in terms of the oppression that's happening in a lot of countries because of what's going on in the world. And I marvel and I'm astonished by the human spirit, really. You know, those people that just were like, enough's enough, we're out of here, you know, and they had the strength and the um, creativity to get themselves to another country. So, um, you know, and, and you and your sister have had the absolute benefit of that, haven't you?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Because
0: I, I I love
1: hearing these stories as well. Because I'm very fascinated about history. I've read all the history about China, but to really hear from someone that have have gone through that mm-hmm. is like wow. Okay, how did it happen? Uh, what were these people like at that time? What was different than to now? So I'm very curious about that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my my parents and my grandparents have uh, very, very lucky. And I can consider myself as being lucky to be born and raised in Germany, having all these privileges, which I'm so grateful for. And um thank you to my really to my grandparents
0: for that. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Are, the, are your grandparents still alive? Um uh,
1: my my grand my grandmother, uh, she has dementia. And my grandfather, yeah, passed away about 10 years ago in Germany. Mm. So, yeah, but my from my mother's side, uh, they all live in Hong Kong, um, they all passed away already,
0: right? Okay, and and to go back to your travels around Asia, um, you said it was like a real sort of contrast when you got there, and all of a sudden, you know, this whole new world felt like a new world. Can you tell us a little bit about that, you know, in terms of why, why the contrast was so big? Yeah. I
1: think I, I was so free when I was in, I was so free when I was traveling. I was free in, this, in my decisions. I could say, well, tomorrow I wanna to go to Myanmar with my backpack, I just sleep in a hostel. I meet people from all different kinds of backgrounds, having a meaningful, inspiring conversations with them. And um I've learned so much through through traveling, through, through the people from places, speaking with monks. And I felt a sense of calmness there. Mm. And then I realized when I went back to well, to the corporate world, being stuck in a cubicle, I don't have that decision-making i don't have that freedom if i say i want to go to i don't know if i want to go somewhere else uh, to to i want to visit my client Then i need to justify Mm -hmm. why do you want to go there how how much do you think uh, you can get in return oh wait a minute i need to get your approval for that that you can actually visit the client so i had a lot of restrictions and um The second thing was because I was just in my cubicle job, just looking at Excel spreadsheets, I felt it was so meaningless. I get a lot of energy from having meaningful conversations, inspiring conversations, learning and and being curious and and just getting to know people's stories that fuels me with so much joy. So, when I was sitting in my cubicle and just looking at on my monitor it it didn't have any purpose for me; it felt so empty, so um that traveling really opened my eyes in um, and and really realizing what my values were, which was or which were or which are still freedom and um curiosity learning and the free and decision-making, which I didn't really had in the corporate
0: world. Yeah, yeah, I can totally relate to that. So if somebody um, is listening and, and wanted to, you know, liked what you're saying, how does it look like to work with you? What is it that, you know, who is your typical client if there is a typical client? Um, and, mm-hmm. and what's the sort of process that somebody could expect to go through?
1: Yeah, so typically, a typical client who's coming to me is a corporate professional who is locked and stuck in their career and they want to have more fulfillment, they want to have more meaning, they want to have more alignment and and more ease and, and feeling lighter in their career or in their life. So I would say these are typically people who are coming to me and they ask me, like, how can I do that? And it's really about um, what is the gap between where they are and where they, want, where, where they want to be. And what I normally do is evaluating or determining what is actually their value, personal mission and vision, what are actually their strengths, what are actually their interests. So I work with a lot of the tools, the Ikigai, which is the Japanese concept, the reason for being. Um, have you heard about that?
0: Yeah, I've I actually, do you know what? I've actually downloaded it um, and still not got around to reading it. So yeah, thank you for the reminder. <laughs> My <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so really what's,
1: what excites them to get out of that? Like where do they have a smile on their face? Um, what is it that they feel so drained? Um, but instead... What would they like to get out of that job what is the impact that they want to have what is important for them but it really goes a lot about um to articulate what is it that they want in their career and then we really work towards the end goal which is to have a career where they wake up excited inspired and engaged to go to work um this is just one part even if you know all of that you know your strengths you know your values you know your interests but the, I always say there's this one thing that stops you from sometimes taking the leap of faith. And that was also my, one of my, um, one of my, how to say, um, yeah, concern, Mm -hmm. which was the fear. First of all, it's to have the focus. And the second of all is to get rid of all the noises, which is sometimes really the fear and the anxiety, the fear of, the fear of judgment, the fear of the unknown, the fear of failure, because a lot of my clients actually come to me and say, well, I know what I want now, but I don't know what's happening after I take the leap of faith. What if I don't succeed? And normally what we do, we, we work with a lot of affirmation and perspective change. Like, How can you reframe that in a more positive way? oh yeah, what, what happens if you do succeed? Because, um, because they're in this negative headspace of what could go wrong or what should, or what is my family uh, thinking about me, my family, my coworkers, even my former boss. So uh, we also work
0: around that. Cool. Cool, it sounds, like, it sounds very aligned to what I do, um, you know, in terms of values vision mission purpose um very much so so if people wanted to find you pin where would they go if they want to find out more about you yeah so i have a
1: website it's called pinchair.coach my instagram pinchair 852 852 stands for hong kong it's the uh, the country code all oh, right uh, linkedin yeah So LinkedIn, my website, as well as um, Instagram mainly, these platforms I've been using. I'm using a lot.
0: Yeah. Okay. Putting a lot
1: of content out there that help people.
0: Cool. Um, I'll put that in the show notes as well so people can easily find the links. Um, And I like to finish these conversations with anything you feel called to say to the listeners. Um, Anything at all.
1: Yeah. I want to start, start the year with a positive note, that um, I do believe that the right career is, is outside. And whoever's listening, um, please, please don't be stuck in a, in a dreaded end job, soul-sucking job that you, that you dislike, that you Wake up uh, feeling tired, exhausted, having Sunday night blues, Monday night blues, where you don't care about your job. I feel like life is way too short to be stuck in a, in a job that you don't like or that you hate. Life can be so beautiful and it's up, to, it's up to us to take that leap of faith because we do deserve a career that makes us feel inspired, engaged and motivated to go to work. So this also applies
0: to you. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Kim. Um It's been a real pleasure to meet you. And um, I know the, the listeners will get a lot of value from this. So thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Mel, for having me. It was a nice conversation. Thank you. You're very welcome.
0: If you enjoyed that conversation or were inspired in any way, please, please leave me a review on iTunes. It's the best way for other people to find my podcast and be inspired themselves. Well, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and perhaps the story resonated with your own life or reminded you that perhaps you're also settling for second best. I've been helping people from a young age and realising that there is more to life than what they are currently settling for. My desire is to give others the love to confidently and respectfully know their value so that they feel joy and are empowered to make a fulfilling difference. If that sounds good to you and you'd like to reach out and connect, you can find me at facebook.com forward slash Mel Clark Coaching. That's Clark with an E. Or instagram.com forward slash Mel Clark coaching. Enjoy your day.